Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry's Salon. It's a madhouse here. I think it's because everyone's excited about my guest. But anyway, um, oh, hold on. I think this might be uh, someone I know. Hi, this is Madam Perry's Salon. Okay. Hi. Yes, we're on the air right now live. I am. All right. I don't know if it's sunspots or whatever's going on. But anyway, I am just uh, happy to be here. Good evening. Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon. I am your host, cruise director, and spiritual advisor, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jen or Jennifer. And um, this is going to be a great night. This is one I've been looking forward to. Um, heck, all the shows. In fact, we're also going to have tonight a... Um, well, our guest, of course, is a very extraordinary talent. She's an author, uh, musician, actor, and I think we may even find out more. But we've also got going to have a uh, co-host on here, too, tonight, who is uh, another author. And uh, But you're going to find out about all that in a minute. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening and um subscribing, downloading, sharing the podcast, sharing my social media post about shows and the different guests that I have. And I, I just appreciate you so much. And lately I've checked the stats. I know that I was kind of off for a while, uh, not doing very many shows when I was working on uh, Stranger Things. And Well, you know, Stranger Things is a TV show, not just my other personal effects. But, um, yeah, so kind of took me off the air for a while and some people thought I had stopped but no we're going to be back and um, we are back and the stats are looking good you guys have just um, you've been listening sharing the numbers are high and I, I appreciate it because it makes me uh, able to continue bringing fantastic guests like we've had like we've got coming up like we've got tonight by the way last week um, Robert Trevor was on Robert Trevor was my guest and uh, you, he's been on, gosh, movies and TV shows for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, everything from Miami Vice to uh, 52 Pickup, all kind of things. But a lot of people know him as Salmoneus from 
uh, Hercules or from Xena, Warrior Princess. And uh, But he was on last week, and he was talking about his brand-new book, The Haircut Who Would Be King. He was so much fun. If you didn't hear the show, you can still download it for free. Robert Trevor is just, he's just so much fun. And... Um, but yeah, he get his book, go to the uh and, and leave a review on Amazon for him. Um also Franny Goldie, Franny Goldie that was on. Now Franny, you know, probably from um eighties, nineties, she wrote some of the biggest hits for Jody Watley, Selena, uh Pussycat Dolls, the Commodores, you know the song on the night shift. And now she has this clothing company. Her pa- the pants that she makes are so fantastic. Adam Glassman of Oprah. Uh, is crazy about him. He took them to The View. He puts them um, in the Oprah magazine about twice a year as Adam Glassman's picks. He calls them magic pants because they are comfortable, they are gorgeous, they are chic. And anybody that goes to the website, Franny Goldie, F-R-A-N-N-E-G-O-L-D-E.com, and orders a pair of pants, you can put in a code, a discount code of MPS, which stands for Madame Perry Salon, and Franny will give you a discount. And how sweet is that? Also, um, tomorrow night we've got Mike Campesi, and he is a guitarist for uh, a lot of groups. You may know him from Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And... Uh, yeah, he'll be here tomorrow night. I'm laughing because somehow he went to he was posting about being on the show, and when he posted it, what he said was, uh, "Tomorrow I'm going to be," or he said, "Next Tuesday I'm going to be on Madam Perry." So check it out. And I just retweeted and said, "Well, technically you won't be you won't be on Madam Perry. You'll be a guest on Madam Perry's." podcast but no not um not on madam perry so anyway so tonight's guest let's see let me see if my uh co-host you know it gets so dark here in the genie bottle al walker are you here that i just don't see you Well, <laughs> Andrea, no all right well then i believe i'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest she's an author and I don't know where to begin. I met her as an author uh, through the wonders of cyberspace, and uh, but she's also a songwriter, a singer, an actor, and we're going to find out so much more. So please welcome to Madame Perry Salon, Crystal Westman. Crystal, come on in, get comfy. Why, hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me this evening. I am delighted, delighted to have you in here. Um, the more I learned about you, uh, <laughs> wow, the more impressed I am. And I know you're just up there over the uh, over the line in Canada, but I'm hoping that you're going to be taking your book tour down here, down south. And by the way, Crystal. Just in case you can't tell from my accent, I am from the southern part of the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that. <laughs> uh, I like it. It's a, it's a great oh. accent. Yeah. <laughs> subtitles or anything? Uh, 
I, I think we'll make it. I think I'll be okay. But uh, do I have an accent to you from the great you're, you're, white north? You sound perfect. A little bit? <laughs> perfect. Adorable. Perfect. Wonderful. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so we want to talk about your um, – you've got a new book – Brand new book, and my gosh, um, the more, like I, as I was saying, the more I read about you, I, I don't know how you have time, but, oh, wait a minute, my um, my co-host is, is here. You know, I, I think you know this, although you're you're fairly new to Madam Perry's salon and the experience, but one of my first guests went back and told people, I've been there, it's like the inside of Genie's Bottle, so as you can see, the Moroccan decor is a little, it's a little dim, but, you know, we get by. Um, also, I have another uh, author who's going to be uh, who's sitting with me tonight as a co-host, assistant. Her name is A.L. Walker. A.L., welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Now, A.L. is in, she's in Arizona. I'm in Georgia. You're in Toronto? I'm in, I'm in Arizona. That's right. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Well, listen, this is kind of a long way, and especially thinking about people in Arizona make, being hot and dry makes me thirsty. Um, Al, I'd like to introduce you to Crystal. Crystal, Al, and do do we have anything to drink? Ah, uh, yes, but I hope that you like Canadian Club whiskey. <laughs> yeah, you said it. That's what I like. That is my oh, drink. Right. Neat, please. Straight up. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, please, please, please. Thank you. Bring them around. And, uh, yeah, push that little drink cart right on over here, honey. All right. <laughs> um, so, so while she's pouring, I'm going to ask, your new book is called Intoxicated Witch. Now, I like it from the title already. But um, and I've seen you've gone through several covers, but I like this the newest cover. You, I guess you've had some different artists or experimenting with what gets the message yeah. across. Yeah, it's a whole process, you know, coming up with a, a cover that works, and that's the one I went with. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm liking it so far. I think I'm getting some good reviews. So thank you. Good. Well, you're welcome. And you, I am. Um, yeah, you. I've heard you describe um, the book as a happy accident, and um, I don't. I'd like to know what that means, and also that you. You. Well, tell us what that, and tell us what it's about. Yeah. So this book is um, intoxicated with. It is about um, a, a woman who just so happens to be a witch herself. So. Um, she takes a long, drug-induced walk through the gritty streets of Toronto, of Toronto's east side, and uh, hopefully comes out the other side uh, with an epitome of recovering. And uh, so it's mostly just about um, addiction from a pagan perspective, which I thought was really unique and kind of a new a new way to look at the, the theme of addiction. Oh, yeah. definitely. That's a that's a fresh approach. Um, so where did you where where did the idea where, where did the seed of the idea the inspiration first come from? Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, it's definitely loosely based on my own experience. Um, 
being uh, residing in Toronto's east side for a long time. I'm definitely a local at a lot of the bars, and uh, yeah, I've explored a lot of um, the different ins and outs and dives of Toronto's east side, and and have met a lot of interesting characters along the way, and um, exploring my own, um, I guess, my own struggles with addiction and overcoming those. Uh, in the last few years, uh, I chose to sort of um, embrace writing as a medium of recovery, and and yeah, and it was a really happy accident. Um, I set out to write a script as an actor, um, which is my background, it was in acting, and I was pitching a lot of scripts at the time, and I just started writing, and it came out as a novel, so here I am with this novel. Now, you know, I have heard, and this is from some of the excellent authors, that oftentimes the idea or or the um, genesis of a book comes from working through a situation of their own, whether it's an addiction or maybe an unhappy part of their life or failed marriage, but work as as a means almost of therapy for themselves. And I tend to think whenever I read something like that and then find out, these books always seem to have so much substance and so much realism. And I wonder sometimes, is, is it is it, do you go back and read it and think, well, this is, this is good, but am, am I opening up my heart and my soul too much? Is it difficult? Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good question. Um, at the beginning, it was a lot of fluff. It was definitely a lot of just catharsis. But then um, after about you know a good 12 months of rewrites, it started to become a whole different thing, a, a story about Flora Bloom and her story, what that meant, um, uh, who this person was, was, was no longer me. It was Flora. So it's really interesting because it starts – I started out as a story from my own perspective, and it became gradually a story, um, this this character story. So um, Flora Bloom has her own history, her own life, and uh, yeah, so I think that that's really uh, interesting. But it was definitely a challenge at the beginning to sort of uh, detach from the character. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to hear people's comments on Flora Bloom after after reading it. And what they think of her and her personality and her grit and her character. This, yeah, so am I because this is. And when I ask questions, it's because you know I write. I write professionally. I do a lot of. Um, I've written newspaper, magazine articles, or written press releases, and so forth for everybody from, you know, Mel Gibson's Private Chef to you know different. <laughs> Uh, film documentaries and stuff, but and, and I write essays. I write humorous essays of my own. But I cannot imagine writing a novel. So that's why when people like you and and A. L. Walker here that do that, I'm I'm just fascinated by. <laughs> I think like the old the old line from the Cary Grant movie. How do you do that voodoo that you do so well? You know, it's just uh, amazed me how you put everything together and when you tighten it up and just uh, enthrall us in a different world. The description says Flora Bloom, who's your main character. She takes a long drug-inspired walk 
from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. going on a spiritual bender across Toronto's east side where she meets a bunch of characters who encourage her to face her demons, which are being her multiple addictions. It sounds almost, um, for for one thing, I can see this being very uh, cinemagraphic. You know, you could sound like it it would read like you're reading a a screenplay. But also, um, it sounds almost... Like the Charles Dickens Christmas Carol, like you're going through one long night with somebody. Am, am I getting the picture of it, or am I completely wrong? <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of describing it, um, for sure. Um, uh, a very intoxicated Charles Dickens, that's for sure. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> she's very intoxicated, so um, we're getting a lot of humor. We're getting a lot of personality. Uh, because she just continues to become more and more intoxicated as the night goes on. But um, throughout the night, she meets various characters um, who are definitely inspiring her to make a shift and to change her life. And so I think that that's really interesting. And, yeah, so um, definitely we have this idea of walking um, through time throughout the book, so from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m., you're going to follow Flora Bloom um, through the hours. And, uh, you know, every few hours she meets somebody different. So it's definitely uh, a cinematic approach. You could definitely see this on screen, and hopefully one day that will happen. That would be fantastic. Oh, I like that yeah. idea. What, what do you, I mean, just from the description of it, A.L. Walker, how, does that sound that way to you? Like it does to me, just kind of like yeah. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely interested in this book for sure. <laughs> Sounds very good. So, um, how what do you have an a real author type question for Chris Steele? Because like you know, like much better than mine. I <laughs> certainly um, on this book. Um, I assume is this your first book? Yeah, it is my first book, for sure. Excellent, yeah. Uh, what did you find that the hardest part of the writing process was for you? Uh, probably uh, getting through the, the details. Um, you know, the emotions, um, the reality of it, because I'm writing definitely from my own perspective um, and detaching from it. Uh, yeah, especially yeah. they're really emotional. Yeah, yeah. When she's yeah. really talking about things that really happened to her, or, or probably things that probably happened to me as well, and I'm trying to describe it in a way from a different perspective, and and trying to get through those scenes. Some of those scenes are really hard, um, like you know the breakup scenes and and whatnot, and and uh, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, there's definitely yeah. breakups and then a lot of challenging scenes like that. But um, I do find that um, there's a lot of humor that counteracts that, um, the seriousness, and there's poetry and there's music, which was also a huge challenge. So one aspect of this book is that I've actually introduced uh, QR codes uh, in the novel, um, which I think is pretty much a first of its kind where you actually scan the codes and uh, I've actually produced my own music and um, 
uh, written and recorded music as well as uh, produced videos that go with uh, some of the poems throughout the book. So I think that that's going to be uh, a very interesting, um, I don't know, uh, take on a novel. And I think that I'm really interested in, in hearing what people think about that idea. You're going to either really love it or you're going to really hate that idea that I've put these QR codes in there and these this music and this these videos. So uh, what do you think? Do you think uh, books should do something like this being 2019, you know? It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely an intriguing concept. I I would be interested in checking it out. The only thing I could think people might argue about is, oh, I have a certain picture in my head, and by linking it to something else, that you know, it could either add a lot or it can you know, take away a little. I don't. I personally would definitely be intrigued by it, though. Would definitely give it a try. Yeah, I felt yeah when I was research on on you crystal and i found that you know yeah you're you're releasing the book you said in three formats traditional or with a qr code or as an ebook and i thought a qr code okay this is this is cool i like this because even though i was one of the last people to actually start using a an e-reader i guess oh i love to hold my books you know you can still hold books but how nice to be able to uh have a book in your pocket when you've got to wait somewhere to get your tires changed or the dmv or anything and the book is right there, and then you've got all the enhancements with it, with music. I mean, I think... Yeah, well... It... Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just trying to imagine yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's kind of what I was going for, that, um, you know, you're you're going along throughout the night with this character, and eventually, you know, listening to somebody's internalized drug-induced thoughts are going to get a little bit old quickly. Or, and, and I just thought to kind of give a reader a different, um, uh, to go into, go into a different direction or to just have a moment of pause to kind of think about how far you've come throughout the night and to just kind of um, just have a moment of transition uh, to add some music and some some video uh, would be of interest um, just to just to kind of make it more interesting, um, but also because it's my background. I mean, you know, my background's in production and acting, so of course I'm going to do something that's going to be visual and and uh, production oriented. So, I mean, it just made sense to me. But yeah. Like, by the way, I can't believe I, um, I haven't said this yet. If you're listening live tonight, which is June the third. 2019 at to Madam Perry Salon and with I guess Crystal Westman and uh, my uh, another author co-host uh, who's um, writing with us in here tonight or playing in the genie bottle with us A.L. Walker um, you can call in if you want ask a question make a comment uh, the number is 646-716-9922 that's 646 716 9922 Blog Talk Radio assures me that it is a toll-free call in the continental U.S. Or if you're in a place and a space where you can't call but you've got some communication, you can always message in a question through uh, through Facebook on um, Jennifer Maudette Perry's page or Madam Perry's salon page, you know, messaging your question. Like if you're 
in a quiet place or you're at a day job, you can just message in your question and we'll be happy to share that with Crystal Westman. Now, Crystal, you also, um, if, if writing the book isn't enough, um, you also wrote the songs for the book trailer, which is uh, very, um, it's, it's got a very enchanting quality to it. It draws you, kind of mesmerizing. But you wrote the song, I understand, Grenade, and sang on the recording that's on that. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's right. Um, Grenade, actually, all the songs in the book have been um, written by me and, and sung by me. So um, I've, yeah, I hired a few different producers to work with throughout the year. And I just went to work because from the very beginning, I thought, I definitely wanted to add these QR codes into the book. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole different experience. It's 2019, you know, videos are here to stay. So I figured we might as well embrace um, the QR code, embrace this idea that um, people like visuals, you know, people don't read as much anymore. Like, let's make the experience of reading a little bit more interactive. Yeah, that's true. I always say it's a short attention span world, and by that I'm not calling, I'm not saying people are stupid. I'm saying there is just so much information and videos and things assaulting your senses or around you every day. You know, wherever you are, there's always some video or sound, or audio or even advertising on the sidewalk. You know, written on the on the sidewalks. So, uh, but I think yeah, having the music and so forth is pretty cool, don't you think, Al? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was wondering where we could see that book trailer. Yeah, um, you can check it out on my website, uh, crystalwestman.com. And um, it's going to be probably emerging around the Internet in the next few months. So, um, of course, this book isn't released until uh, officially online until the end of September. So in the next few months, you're going to probably see it on YouTube a lot more and then probably circulating around Facebook and whatnot. Yeah. Well, can can we... Even though we won't have the book until September, can we go ahead and play the song, Grenade? Sure can. I would love that. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So the song written and sung magnificently by Crystal Westman, Grenade. We went to war. I thought we'd win. I never thought you'd pull a pin. You set me up. You lured me in Now I'm lying here Up in the smoke Grenade, grenade You threw the grenade Now I'm lying here Up in the smoke Up in the smoke Up in the smoke Ashes and coal Ashes and coal So many you got money And the next you'll embroke Ashes and coal, ashes and coal. So many you got money, and the next you'll broke. Now I'm lying here, up in smoke. Grenade, grenade, you threw the grenade. Now I'm lying here, up in smoke, up in smoke, up in smoke. We went to war, I thought we'd win I never thought you'd pull up in You said 
showbiz kids they get so trashy but not if they can't drive uh, then I'll be the one driving them you know so they won't end up having a bad life um, but anyways but you've worked on some films in Canada and have had some fun experiences haven't you <laughs> I've had I've had a few yep yep uh, have um, you okay I'm going to tell you something I read about you my brothers used to love this character they saw on Gilligan's Island. It was a pilot that went the wrong way. I think he was played by Marty Feldman or somebody. But he was playing the wrong way, flying, and he crashed. And um, they called him, he was called Wrong Way Feldman, Wrong Way Feldman. And my brothers loved that character, Wrong Way Feldman. But you seem to talk, you, you told some stories on yourself about going the wrong way sometimes, having a, 
um, <laughs> record of going the wrong way, but it, it seems to work out the right way. Yeah, yeah. I've had had quite a few stories in my past about going the wrong way, <laughs> about taking the wrong route, walking the wrong direction. Um, yeah, uh, uh, one of many examples would be the time uh, I ran into Mr. Big uh, from mm. Sex and the City in his uh, dressing room. I was on set, and uh, they called me. Uh, out. I was I was doing some extra work. I was a you know struggling actor, and I picked up some extra work. And Colin Mockery from Canada was there, and uh, Mr. Big was on set. And apparently he wasn't there yet. He was still in his dressing room, and I accidentally stumbled straight <laughs> into his room and uh, bumped right into him. And there was uh, an awkward silence, deep stares, and then suddenly I just ran away. Run away! <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, a very fateful and lucky encounter. All right. Um, so there were bodyguards to drag you off or anything, or or to drag you back in? <laughs> no, no. I I think I think it was fine. Uh, you didn't say anything. I didn't get kicked off set or anything. But I did learn that taking walks in the wrong direction sometimes are worth worth the worth the while so <laughs> you know keep what about on trucking Col- okay mr big good looking in person or is it all makeup and lights uh on this side not i i could imagine he probably is very good looking when he wasn't wearing uh you know a pound of of face makeup covering uh-huh. his face it was yeah but uh, yeah, very charming, surly man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sweetie. Yeah. And Colin Mockery was he friendly? Oh yeah, Colin Mockery. Oh yes, Colin Mockery. He was yeah, he was very very kind and and very nice. He was, um, yeah, he would wave to everybody and come over and talk to us. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Canadians. Very polite. That's what we're known for, I guess. So <laughs> Yeah. You are. Indeed. Canadians are known for that. Um since my husband and I both have offices in the same building, we meet for lunch every day and well actually we both have offices in our home. And so when we meet for lunch we watch this show. We it's I know it's old but we just discovered it. It's a Canadian show called Corner Gas. Oh dear! Oh no! Oh! No. <laughs> uh, oh! What can I say about corner cast? Yeah. Have oh, you? you know way. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I've seen it. <laughs> oh yes! Yes. I, what did you think? Did you like it? Oh yeah, we like it a lot. We like the cat. We like it. We like <laughs> the Hank. Yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> The, the corner store, yeah. Yeah, it's quite Canadian. I think that that um, resonates very much so with uh, Western Canada and, and different parts of rural Canadian culture. Um, definitely, that's definitely not what Toronto's like. You know, we don't generally talk like that. or, But, yeah, it is what it is. So. 
it's 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 a comedy, right? So everything you see, just so you know that you know, I don't dress like a hee haw honey or anything, okay? Although my mother is friends with the one of the women who was on there uh, on hee haw, but no, we're not like we don't live like Duke, <laughs> okay? just so you know. Oh, but you do have tea parties, right? You do drink tea and and play golf, don't you? No, no. Golf is. Golf. My brother plays golf usually every Sunday or every other Sunday afternoon. My brother plays golf, and we do have places to go have tea. And uh, but it does it does crack me up when there's a movie being made, especially if it's down here, and all the Southerners are they've got us all in some kind of flower dresses and big hats, you know. And there may be a group that still does a lot of that, but um, yeah, it's funny. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely what I picture when I picture down south. I, I picture big hats, <laughs> but that's good to know. You don't wear those. That's good to know. Well, you need yeah. to draw in the summertime. I guess for people that go like the steeplechase or something or some or those kinds of events, maybe some kind of big country club events, um, would do that. Some of the wealthier people, but uh, but yeah, so. Um, that's funny. What does uh now thinking about every author I talk to, I haven't asked you this, A. L. Walker, but most every author that I've ever had on here that I talk to also has some has a like a fantasy job that they hope or that they plan. They plan for their writing career to um be able to support this this dream job that they have. <laughs> Uh, whether it's you know, um, well, A.L. Wal- Walker, your sister is the fa- this the famous cosplayer Harley Sin, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Harley Sin, and she's she's um goes. Um, I know um a seamstress who's um, also a famous maker of costumes, Taylor For- Taylor's Forge, and um, a lot of the people I know from the steampunk world, but um. One thing that I I found out about you, Miss Crystal Westman, is that one of your, I think you would call it your dream job, is something that combines a couple of my favorite things, dogs and a beach. Dogs and a beach, yes. Yes. Well, pick, pick, <laughs> I've also got a story, i got a well, you've got to go on your book tour. If I have to make it happen, I will. But, uh, but yeah, tell us about it. Draw the picture. Make <laughs> us see it. Uh, you want me to paint a picture of my, my dream job, my, my future? Um, uh, uh, my dream would be to have a, a bar with – would be a beach bar, with, with a, which is not a beach with a bar on the beach. It's, it's – the reverse it's it's the opposite it's, it's a bar with with a beach in the bar so like sand in the bar and maybe a hot tub or like a swimming pool like a really fancy kind of bar and uh and then uh have some puppies in there as well <laughs> like bringing some puppy yoga to the beach in the bar so uh you get the the best of all all worlds both worlds you get the beach and the bar, and uh, yeah, sounds yeah. heavenly. Al, what do you think? <laughs> I would definitely go to that. 
<laughs> kind of like the kitty cafes they have out here. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have a few of those. Um, the biggest rage right now is the puppy yoga. So I'm thinking, you know, you got to bring the puppies in as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got one of my dogs, Tybee. He's supposed to be a cardigan and blue healer. They call it a cow- cowboy corgi. I've got him so far. He's got a little routine he does with me where he rolls out the yoga mat, and he does a couple of poses, and he does savasana, then he rolls it back up. And um, he, he likes it a lot. The only thing is if I come back from yoga, then he's jumping up for that mat, <laughs> trying to see if I get a treat roll it out too but I don't but anyway um, <laughs> um, I mean that just sounds like pure heaven I love dogs I love the beach you see a bar and a beach I mean that just sounds I had some neighbors a couple of doors down and it's, um, it was a couple they had met in Puerto Rico working for CDC and what they had done was they took the basement it was the same way as the house but when we went to the house they had a, a basement where you had to after dinner, they said, okay, now we're going to go for drinks and dancing, and you had to go to the top of the stairs that goes down to the basement, ring the bell, let you in. The first part of it, they had made like like the, uh, like the a ship, like the inside of a ship, like captain's area with a captain's wheel, and there were certain drinks there in a bar. And then you go through another door, and you feel like you've gone outside the house because they put the back of the house-type um, uh, framing on the outside of that wall, and you walk into a beach, and they had the whole thing. There's the sand, and then the clouds, twinkling light. They had a bamboo bar. They had sand and moorings and stuff in this basement. And I just thought, oh, man. And so I had forgotten about that until talking with you. And then when you brought up the, oh, man, yes, Crystal, Westman, my gosh. That's <laughs> well, I'm glad to know it exists. Yeah, I've heard of indoor beaches in Japan. I think they have a few, and then uh, they're they're definitely uh, um, becoming more popular around the world. But um, I've yet to come across a a beach bar. So well, like, well, they didn't have actual water. And, and the thing is, and then when they moved, uh, when they moved, the people that moved in said, "Oh yeah," I said, "You still got the beach down there?" Oh yeah, we tore that out. I'm going, "Oh no," but. When oh. you go, when your book "Intoxicated Witch," "Intoxicated Witch" by Crystal Westman, when it is launched in September, um, there is a place in Asheville, North Carolina, that I hope will be on your book tour. Now, I was living there for a while. My husband was working there, and um, a lot of clients I had for, because um, as you know, I'm a publicist. A lot of my clients, I would work them through that area and book them in the bat- it's a place called Battery Park Book Exchange in downtown Asheville. And Battery Park Book Exchange is mostly used books, but some new books, but mostly used. It's got several different layers uh, or floors on both sides, but you can see down. It has an espresso bar. It has a champagne bar. And dogs are welcome. People are welcome if they behaved well. So it says dogs can bring well-behaved humans in. And I have got so many pictures in that bar. And then I had some things where uh, usually whenever I booked a client in there, I would have, um, there was a section called Middle Earth that I would go because it had some nice antique books and this Chinese uh, thing where you roll up uh, like a table with the roll-up curtains. And I just see 
There's not a beach there, but it's a gorgeous bookstore. And I want you in there, Crystal Westman. I want to go. Let's Good. do it. Good. <laughs> so um, I I am just so thrilled. I'm so excited about your book, Intoxicated Witch by, Witch, Intoxicated Witch by Crystal Westman. Uh, folks, you know, I will be sharing this. If you didn't get the website, crystalwestman.com, I will be sharing the website, Twitter, everything on all of my social media. I will be sharing Crystal Westman's uh, website and social media so that you will know how to find her book and follow everything she does, whether it's acting, making music, writing, you'll know. And, um, same with uh, A.L. Westman, too, because they both have books coming out in September. And I hear the voice. You know what? I hear the voice telling me that the show, i got 60 seconds left. And honestly, I could use another good 20, 30 minutes. So you'll just have to come back, Crystal. I would love that. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'll be del- just delighted to have you here. So do you have a famous parting word for the for the audience, for the listeners? Take a walk. Yes. That's perfect. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for everyone listening. And uh, thank you to A.L. Walker for being my my assistant co-host and hanging out in here with us, for being our um, beverage lady. Delighted. <laughs> and uh, thank you. Uh, listen tomorrow night when we have Mike Campisi of Tra- the guitarist for Trans Siberian Orchestra and so many other bands. And this is your host, Madam Perry, from the podcast that loves you. Bye bye. Oh, uh, and also, don't forget to get Crystal Westman's book. It'll be coming out in September. Thank